Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Now here's your host, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Karina Rachel. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and I'm joined today by Dr. Ashley Maltz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So you are a medical doctor with an integrative approach. Um, In the previous episode, we were talking a little bit about uh, the differences between the mainstream and integrative approaches and kind of what uh, patients can expect depending on uh, if they were to come to see you. And one of the things that came up was a couple of different supplements Mm -hmm. that you were mentioning, and I thought that would be a fantastic topic to cover Mm -hmm. because there are so many different supplements out there now that for people who are health conscious, it can feel really, really overwhelming. So I thought it'd be really interesting for you to kind of share maybe the top five Mm -hmm. that you uh, most commonly end up recommending to your patients. Awesome. I love this topic because this is day in, day out Mm -hmm. what I do pretty much. Right. So, um, So to start... I guess we could start with magnesium. Okay. Most favorite and beloved mm-hmm. minerals. Um, magnesium it comes in many forms. Can be used for many things therapeutically. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, it was supposed to or is supposed to come from our diets. Uh, nuts and chocolate has some magnesium mm-hmm. fish and all kinds of fruits and vegetables that and nuts like things that come from the earth have magnesium in them. However, as we met, we discussed in the previous episode, our soil is depleted from over-farming, overworking, and uh, the minerals have and, and nutrients have kind of been taken out, unfortunately, mm. in that process. So we do often need to supplement with magnesium. This is one of my favorite supplements on the planet because it has so many different uses. So I have had patients with chronic pain and fatigue and uh, insomnia and Mm. restless legs and uh, charley horses and digestive problems all benefit from magnesium. Wow. And that is because, first of all, you can use it as a laxative. So in, in Western allopathic medicine... We prescribe it as magnesium citrate or magnesium oxide uh, for as a laxative. So that's milk of magnesia, what you'll get over the counter. Okay. If you've been constipated, you can take that. There are other forms like magnesium glycinate or malate or uh, chelated magnesium where they take like, they put something on it to where it binds it and it doesn't get... um, absorbed in it gets absorbed actually into the bloodstream it doesn't mm-hmm. get let out in the bowels okay so um, those are the great ones that are absorbable they help with uh, anxiety depression um, insomnia mm. uh, muscle tension or pain chronic pain right uh, really just kind of ranges the gamut we need this mineral mm-hmm. for almost every uh, cellular reaction that occurs in the body. Right. Well, it's so interesting because I think about um, calcium Mm -hmm. gets a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you need to drink more milk so you can get the calcium. Um, But don't calcium and magnesium kind of work together? They do. So it's actually, I don't recommend people take what we call exogenous calcium. So calcium in a pill form Mm -hmm. without magnesium. Okay. And vitamin D, because they're really, what we're finding, and this has just been from, I I want to say, more recent research, Mm -hmm. is that the calcium that we're, A, supposed to get from our diets also, and not necessarily through dairy, that's one way, but leafy greens have calcium, um, 
anything with like bone in it. So fish and, you know, all those bones. You can yeah, or bone broth, bone broth, which has become right. increasingly popular. The bone marrow in general. My grandmother grew up eating, you know, my mom grew up eating mm -hmm. bone marrow. And she still to this day eats it, so it's probably very good for her. Um, anyway... Calcium and magnesium are kind of cofactors, and they need to be absorbed together mm. in order to be um, utilized correctly. So the exogenous or external calcium that you're getting uh, from a regular calcium supplement is actually not being utilized by the body. And oh, my. It's instead, either staying in your gut, which we've, I've seen x-rays of calcium shows up on x-rays, Mm -hmm. So bones are made out of calcium, right? So we see bones, and we can see calcium pills deposited in the, the gut. And the wow. Oh, and we're a little concerned about cardiovascular health now because calcium plaques are being, plaques are made out of calcium as well mm -hmm. in the, the arteries of the heart. And this, or the blood vessels, to simplify it. And when we're adding this, external calcium yeah. it can get deposited in our coronary arteries so wow yeah it's like it, you know we live and we learn we couldn't mm -hmm. have known this previously it's like anything else just taking time to figure out all the ins and outs of everything and interesting you know i wouldn't don't go blaming anyone your doctor or you know anyone who put you on calcium they they're doing what they thought Mm -hmm. was best at the time. Now we're going against that. We're teaching, we're tr telling people to eat their calcium, yeah. take their vitamin D. There's also vitamin K that can be helpful for bones. And then also you do need magnesium. Interesting. So like a calcium magnesium supplement, I see those sometimes. Calmax. That mm -hmm. would be like more beneficial than just yes. calcium. Right. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. So interesting. And then would you say that it's better to have those dietary sources in general rather than an exogenous source or always, supplement source? Always. Look, you know, if we could get everything from our diet and do it on a consistent basis, mm -hmm. That's the best way to go. Okay. Our body knows what to do with what we put in our body, like our as food. Mm -hmm. When we re we as a society have become very redux reductionistic in our thinking, like we want one pill or one magical component, or if I do this one thing really well, that's gonna solve all my problems. That's mm -hmm. actually not how nature works. Right. Nature needs lots of different things, and some of these things work for uh, nutrients work synergistically or together mm -hmm. for an added benefit versus like taking one one thing, only mm -hmm. one thing in max doses, and then right. you end up with a different problem because every action has an equal and opposite reaction, as right. our famous scientists have taught us. <laughs> right. And you know, the body is no different. Any and everything that you put in your body has a reaction, mm -hmm. good or bad. So, or health promoting or and health negating. So right. there's not, um, for the most part, we want to go towards health promoting, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody's perfect and right. no one is expected to be perfect. So we do try to get a wide variety of uh, fruits, vegetables, and uh, legumes and seeds and nuts. So the way I think of fruits and vegetables and all of these things are as carriers of these vital nutrients. Mm -hmm. They're like nutrient bombs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they go off and then they kill the bad cells and the invaders and mm -hmm. they help with all the reactions going on in the body on an infinite basis. 
all the time. And so that's why we need them and you should yeah. all eat them. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned chocolate in there. That was one of those things that when I learned that raw cacao, and I think, I, I could be wrong about this, but it's one of the top dietary sources of magnesium. And I was like, whoa, as if I needed more excuses to eat chocolate. Um, do you think that, you know, the magnesium content of chocolate is going to vary between like eating the raw cacao nibs where they're like minimally processed versus if you're just eating a chocolate bar. Oh, Are yes, you getting definitely. some magnesium? I mean, anything that comes from in the whole form is better than a processed form. Mm. That's just when the, the whole point of processing is stripping things down so that it's more shelf stable. Right. And that's, that's why we process food. It's not because we think it's going to be helpful and, you know, great mm -hmm. for us. It's about keeping things on the shelf longer. Mm -hmm. They won't go bad. And then people can sell them more and make more money. That's the bottom line. But they're not processed to make them healthier for people. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. It actually, the reactions that, have, that occur in the processing strip away a lot of the beneficialists. Like... For example, bread, right? So mm -hmm. you have the regular old bread that used to take hours to make, and there were whole seeds and, you know, not broken down very much for people. Your body still had to do a lot of work now. Mm -hmm. Sliced white bread came along. It cut out all of the fiber and the mm. nutrients of the germ, the wheat germ, and the, all of the good, healthy nutrient yeah. stuff. And that's where... You know, so it can stay on the shelf for, I don't know, how long does white bread last? I don't know. A long time. A long time. I don't, personally, I don't eat it, so I don't know. But right. um, you have to, like, kind of, we all have to go back and think about why is this here? How did this get here? Mm. Who, you know, who's making my food? Where are the seeds coming from? What's the soil like? Because without healthy soil and seed and water and sunshine, healthy water, and sunshine and air, nothing will grow. Right. We need all of those components. Mm -hmm. So it's about just kind of getting more connected with humanity and our, what we're made of. Right. So right. How we feed it too. And it sounds like just getting back to basics or whatever, things that are more natural, yep. so less processing, less chemicals, mm -hmm. we're actually going to get more of the benefits. Right. So what would be the next supplement? So along those lines, I would say that everyone needs to be on a very alive, not alive, a whole foods-based multivitamin. Okay. Um, that is because we are not getting the 12 servings of vegetables and fruits in our diet every day. 12 servings of fruits and vegetables? Yeah, that is what, you know, wow. five to seven is good. Mm -hmm. But we really need to be aiming for optimal function of 10 to 12. At wow. Least, yeah. So, and then even if we are getting all those servings of vegetables, again, the soil that it's been grown in is mm. not ideal and optimal for vibrant health. It, it's good. It's mediocre, maybe. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, I don't personally go out and sample soil, so I have no idea. But right. I do know that studies are showing that we're not getting our nutrients from mm -hmm. what we, how we used to. Right. And so, therefore, this kind of just fills in the gaps. Okay. So, like, a whole foods multivitamin with selenium for thyroid health, along with iodine a little bit for thyroid health, and um, likely we'll have some magnesium in it mm -hmm. and some other nutrients from the earth. We need right. more earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... It's a whole other topic. But, right. Yeah. And so when you're looking at a supplement in mm -hmm. the grocery store, and probably maybe the most popular one are those uh, like Centrum yeah. brand supplements, mm -hmm. is that a good multivitamin? or? Um, it's not what I would choose. It's not what I would put my dad on personally. Um, I, like I mentioned, whole foods. So mm -hmm. really what is what you want to look for is they have like, fruits and vegetables on the label. Yeah. It, it's made, it, the ingredients say f 
fair, like 50 or 60 different plants mm. and not chemicals. Right. Because the synthetic vitamins, and that's what a lot of the studies are based off of that we hear about in mainstream media, mm. um, they, we don't know. And some of them can have actually bad effects. Right. Um, because we really just, we're, again, it's that reductionistic mentality. Mm. Isolate the one molecule that's going to make us all healthy and vibrant and happy and forever. Yeah. And it's just not how mm -hmm. nature works. Nature needs different um, structures of the, of the molecules. So if you think about vitamin A or E, mm -hmm. mostly vitamin E, there are multiple different types. Right. And you don't want to take just one. If you take just one, you can get into trouble. Mm. Because the body needs diversity. It, needs, it gets a little bit of everything from, from multiple. Right. Um, they work synergistically. Right. As opposed to just one working. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an interesting comment on, I mean, I guess it's really the, the scientific method, so to speak, is all about isolating something down, try to get rid of those confounding factors and really try to get this like one isolated look at something. But like you're saying, it really disregards the fact that, you know, once something enters your body, it's not acting alone. It's acting in the context of all the other foods you're eating. And it's really interesting hearing you talk about, you know, like calcium, magnesium, and vitamin K, and these other things that all rely on each other. And it really does just, you know, to me, I just feel like, wow, so it really is just easier. Try and eat a lot of different healthy foods mm -hmm. and have a varied diet yeah. rather than going like, okay, I got to get my vitamin K and my vitamin, because it can be a lot of supplements. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, come in with a lot of different things they're taking. Yeah. Um, and it can get pretty overwhelming. But, uh, you know, suffice it to say that if we just give our body a, a wide variety of different nutrients ideally from healthy organic foods as much as possible, then we're going to hopefully cover all of those bases as opposed to just trying to pick out one thing and then really like overdosing ourselves on that one vitamin or supplement. Which is what we tend to do in America in the mm -hmm. Western mentality. We just want to, I don't know what it is. We're like extreme about everything. Mm -hmm. I really long for like, us to live in, you know, like the Italians and the Spaniards, they take time at their meals and they have time after their meals to sleep, you know, siesta mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Latin American countries as well. And it's just so interesting how we've gone from this leisurely integrating your nutrients and letting your body do its work mm -hmm. kind of mentality to here where we're just all the time eating at our computers and talking and stress and you know running from one thing to the next and and I, I, no one has time to do the healthy things exactly. no one has time to get more sleep right oh. and it, it just it, it frustrates me but i also yeah it's our culture mm -hmm. it's, it's our reality right all right so a good whole foods based multivitamin yes. uh what would be the third the third would be, and this is somewhat of a big topic and sort of controversial, probiotics okay. of some sort. Um, I can't tell you, you must take this one or that one or, you know, I like a blend. It kind of goes with the whole, whole foods and synergistic mentality. Mm -hmm. If you have a healthy gut, it's, it's going to go a long way. So really um, focusing on a blend of various probiotics. You can even switch them out every three months or so, um, taking it in at nighttime mostly to mm -hmm. kind of inoculate your gut with just like a planting of a seed. And, you know, there is controversy about whether or not those probiotics actually make it into anywhere past the stomach because of the stomach acid. Mm -hmm. It can kill a lot. So that that's where the controversy lies. I don't have all the answers for that, but I would say that I've had lots and lots of patients do pretty well and have significant improvement in their symptoms with just, you know, supplementing with probiotics. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite 
probiotic, and this may not work for everyone. If you have mold toxicity or yeast overgrowth, things like that, I would not recommend this for you because it is a healthy yeast called S. boulardi or Saccharomyces boulardi. Okay. I love it because it is not destroyed by antibiotics. Okay. Which is in a lot of the factory farm meat and poultry and you know, mm -hmm. probably everything. We're not doing. to mention every single soap that we use now has those antibacterial chemicals right. in it. Well, that's getting phased out eventually because the FDA found that there is uh, toxicity associated with those. So that's good. Wow. Yeah, that's a newer finding. <sighs> but um, I would say, so this healthy yeast is resistant to antibiotics because antibiotics only act on bacteria. Mm -hmm. So when we're taking, I recommend this anytime I prescribe antibiotics and that, it happens. Mm -hmm. I try to help naturally but things don't always go that way so you take it twice a day and it, I always recommend maybe an extra dose if you're on antibiotics four mm -hmm. hours after each dose you know I don't know again it's I don't know what's actually getting into the gut but this right. helps prevent other worse infections from coming up from the antibiotics so, interesting yeah so I I'm a big big fan of Espoulardi some hospitals now carry it and give it when they give wow. antibiotics so that's exciting um, definitely because with antibiotic use unfortunately the antibiotics don't know which bacteria to target they just kill all bacteria so you've got beneficial bacteria you've got less beneficial bacteria or could be pathogenic meaning could be pathologic and create disease mm -hmm. bacteria and it just wipes everything out so right. replenishing with really healthy beneficial yeast or beneficial probiotics is, mm -hmm. is the way to go that also being said you can get a lot of this from food with fermented foods um, pro, uh, kombucha mm -hmm. things like that so right. watch out for sugar and yeah um, if you're dairy intolerant that's also can be an issue. Interesting. Um, yeah. So kimchi, sauerkraut, all those things that have been used for eternity. Mm -hmm. And yet we think we're so smart. <laughs> we don't need those things anymore. Right. Not true. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting too. And as I... Um, you know, have have kind of just been looking at the grocery store shelves over the years. You do see more um, sauerkraut, pickles, yogurt, things like that that are really um, accentuating that they do contain those active probiotics or live probiotics or whatever. Um, I do think it's worth, you know, mentioning that unfortunately most of the uh, like commercial brands of yogurt um, – either because of the excess sugar or colors or whatever. Um, do you still get good probiotics from? You know, I, I think there is some, and it just depends on the brand mm -hmm. and how their manufacturing processes go. It, I, I don't know. I'm not doing the studies myself. Right. Um, if that's all you can find and that's all you can do, then do it. But if right. you can opt for better options, I would definitely avoid no sh any sugar mm -hmm. in your yogurt. So m most yogurts that on the shelf that have flavorings, yeah. you do not want those. Those have 15 grams of sugar, which is And a little a tiny cup of yeah, yogurt. it tastes great. <laughs> well, because it's, it's pure sugar. <laughs> yeah, but it's not helpful for your right. Diet. You want Greek yogurt, which has been uh, cultured, and it's just a, it has no added sugar. Mm -hmm. Dairy lactose in and of itself is a sugar, mm -hmm. so the molecule is a sugar. Um, so you are getting some sugar, but it's kind of on the lower end as far as right. it's not added processed right. sugar. And then I always recommend uh, like a goat or sheep milk. Uh, dairy for those who are doing elimination diets or, mm -hmm. you know, just having gut dysfunction. They get a lot of gas and bloating or uh, constipation and things like that or skin issues. Yeah. If you're going to go that route, that's what I always recommend. It's less inflammatory on the gut. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I see a lot of the goat goat's milk cheeses and everything, yeah. um, and they taste delicious. Yeah. So I'm like, it's wow. a little getting used to it. <laughs> if you're not used to goat or sheep, it's a little more gamey, I guess, or earthy, but once you're used to it, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, yeah. And again, don't get the ones with added sugar, so mm-hmm. stick with you know, they, the, the marketing people and the food industry, they want you to buy everything and, you know, and it's fun. I, don't get me wrong. I love trying new things and new products and I'm really excited, but stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. Add your own fruit if you're going to, if you need something to spice it up or, you know, sweeten it. Yeah. Um, and add nuts or seeds little dark chocolate if, if you want to make it a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't, yeah. don't go crazy with anything. Right. Yeah. And I think that recommendation of, like, using fruit to sweeten your yogurt or whatever else is or just so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it flavorful. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny. I actually hear so many people that say, like, oh, I can't eat fruit. It has too much sugar as they're drinking a Coke. And I'm like, wait. Wait a second. Uh, yeah. That's a big disconnect. So, you know, maybe that's another topic for yeah. another talk even yeah. is about fruit. But it's just such an interesting thing that people don't, you know, they just see it for the sugar. And I'm like, yeah, but you're getting some sugar and all of this other amazing healthful stuff. Right. Yes. Um, I, I take issue with when people vilify fruits and vegetables. Yes, there are some people who can't break down the fructose or um, or on the FODMAPs diet, they can't, they get extreme bloating and mm. digestion from broccoli and cauliflower and, you know, Brussels sprouts. But for the most part, it's really because of what you've done to your gut that you're not able to process those things. So if you can heal and repair the gut, then, you know, I, I just really, if you're, you can't go wrong with fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. My emphasis is generally more on the veggies, a little bit of fruit. Right. You know, because as uh, Neanderthals and hom- early homo, sa- homo sapiens, <laughs> that was funny, um, <laughs> we um, did not eat a lot of sugars right. at all. We were out hunting and gathering. We just saw had berries. Um, but we didn't have constant access to sugar mm-hmm. and uh, carbohydrates. We had, right. we had to grow them, or you know, and that came a little bit later. Right. So it's you know you want to go as natural as possible. Hard to do in today's society. Right. But that's the ideal. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So we did uh, magnesium, whole foods, multivitamin, mm-hmm. probiotics. What would be next? Number four. So this is my favorite herb on the planet. It is turmeric or curcuma. And it is extremely anti-inflammatory and has been used traditionally in India and Eastern cultures for eons. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use it, you can eat it which is what they do. Um, you, you can use it topically. You can um, just, yeah, that's usually how it, you can take it in a capsule. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you know, they're actually used, they're actually studying it for Alzheimer's prevention in India. Wow. Because they know and notice that their incidences, their disease burden from Alzheimer's is much lower than anywhere else in the world. So wow. they, and it's eaten with every, almost every meal. It's the yellow stuff that makes curry yellow or garam mm-hmm. uh, masala. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really know that much about Indian cooking, but it's delicious. Yeah, it is. you get these nutrients. So curcuma uh, longa rhizome is the uh, scientific name. You want to take at least about 500 milligrams twice a day for therapeutic benefit. We're talking, okay. this is outside of food, this is like you have an uh, inflammatory condition or uh, pain or something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you also want to make sure it's it has bioparine or black pepper. So this is where that food synergy comes in. Like yeah. They make the food with the turmeric, 
and black pepper and probably a bunch of other ingredients mm-hmm. that helps the absorption of the turmeric. Wow. Like, nature is so smart. <laughs> and fortunately, someone was able to figure that out. But right. if you're buying it on the shelf in a capsule form, which is how I take it because I don't know how to cook Indian food well enough. <laughs> um, I have some. I do some, but I really want more. Um, you want to make sure it has black pepper or bioparine. That's the scientific name for black okay. pepper. Okay. Okay, so the other way, other thing you want to do is cook it in with a fat of some sort. Okay. So in India, they used to make, or they make, um, ghee, which is the cultured butter. Mm-hmm. They'll put turmeric and maybe some ginger and cinnamon and just yum, yummy stuff. Mix it together and you drink it. And we call that golden milk here. Um, and I see that at the juice bars now. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, you, should ha- you should try it. I did. I, you know what? They made a juice with, um, so it had the golden paste and then it had, um, I don't know, like honey and maybe cayenne and I don't know, a bunch of other stuff in it. But it was. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, curry in your mouth. Yeah. So I do a lot of times I'll do like a coconut milk soup and just add like all the different yeah. spices to it yeah. and turmeric and all I this. Um, <laughs> well, I just yeah, kind of I, make it up off the top yeah. of my head. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's interesting. So having the turmeric with a fat, that's a, a, fat that's a good a tip. Okay. For cooking. And then the black pepper for in- ingesting. You can also, you know, take it with a spoonful of coconut oil or something. Or Interesting. Or into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. There. I love it for skin conditions. There are people making turmeric uh, peel masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, there's one company, my another physician friend of mine started. He uh, is now making soaps and uh, turmeric mask. Wow. It includes those topically uh, so you can shine from the outside in or both, you know, do both. Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of benefit. Yeah, and it's interesting. So you mentioned it's a you know really strong anti-inflammatory. So people with inflammatory conditions, but I think sometimes people are like, I don't know if my condition's inflammatory. Is it true that uh, when the condition ends with ITIS, mm-hmm. that's like a good like I've kind of used yes. that as a signal that like oh yeah that's inflammatory. So arthritis, ulcerative colitis. There's a lot of itises. Gingivitis. Uh, gingivitis. Interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a fun word. Ben- yeah. Gingivitis, vaginitis. Um, there's so many different. Right. Cholecystitis, which is your gallbladder uh, making gallstones. Oh, wow. Inflammation of the gallbladder, actually. Sorry. Interesting. Um, so yeah. gallstones. Take well, a turmeric. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to extrapolate to that. I don't have evidence to say anything right. about specific conditions, but um, I use it mostly for chronic pain and lots of digestive issues, um, skin conditions, things mm-hmm. like that. So, okay. you know, itching and you know, rash type stuff. Right. But also, I, I personally take it for prevention. I take it because I don't want to end up with those things exactly. down the road. Yes. So, and that's I take all of these things for prevention mm-hmm. um so i you know who knows if it'll help me but i really hope it does mm-hmm. <laughs> and you seem very healthy well, so i would you. say that it's 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 working at least the, as much as we can tell yeah. well, i also get lots of sleep and have loving helpful relationships mm. and spend lots of time in nature when i can and you know take eat pretty well for the most part yeah chocolate addiction but you know it's not an addiction but <laughs> i think know, all of us do <laughs> of and i like to think of that because i'm magnesium deficient so i need mm, magnesium yeah every day, and i do take supplementation as well mm-hmm. the last lovely supplement that i want to discuss is uh, fish oil or omega-3s okay it can come in different varieties the omegas there are multiple different types of omegas so we do need a healthy balance of all of them. Mm. The ones that get a bad rap are omega-6s. We think of those as in processed foods, more trans, inflammatory type um, foods. 
mm-hmm. but the omega nines are kind of their cousin, and the omega threes are their cousin, but they're beneficial. So okay. we need a, a healthy balance. I really like um, the omega threes that you can get from you can get them from plants. So seeds, chia seeds, nuts, avocado, mm. uh, flax seeds. Flax seeds, yes, all of those. Um, then there's those are not as they're not converted as well in the body as as efficiently okay. as would be like straight cod liver oil or krill oil or fish oil, but they are still good. Algae is another um, example of omega threes. Okay, so you know it's about balance and trying to get all of those things in your diet. Mm-hmm. Eating the fish, you want a good selection of fish from a hopefully non-polluted part of the earth. Right. There's so many challenges now to being human, but um, right. we do our best, and I choose Pacific, you know, wild, Atl- uh, wild Atlantic salmon, sorry, not Pacific, hopefully from as north as possible, mm-hmm. and yeah, you just do your best. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of different fish oil supplements out there. Can you maybe give us some little outlines on what to look for? Mm -hmm. You know, I see fish oil at, you know, Walmart and stuff. If you're just taking a fish oil supplement from your grocery store or something, is that? Um, I, I, again, I wouldn't choose that for myself. I think quality is extremely important, Mm -hmm. especially with these types of things. You want a, a brand that's been third-party tested for heavy metals, and you want it to taste good and feel good in your body, kind of light. And it, it can, like, I think of it as oil to lubricate our joints and mm-hmm. our guts and just our eyes. People with dry eyes it can potentially help there, dry mouth. So um, I will say Costco carries a pretty good brand called Kirkland's Best. Okay. And that has been tested for heavy metals, and so that's why I recommend it. Um, you know, that being said, that was, they may change their manufacturing pro- I, I don't know. Mm. There's not a whole lot of transparency there, which is right. one of the problems in the supplement industry. Um, but it, I think it's going to be coming. I, I really like a brand called Nordic Naturals okay. because they, I know they're, you know, keeping the top quality yeah. standards. So there are lots of great brands. Um, Orthomolecular is a great brand and integrative therapeutics. And everybody has their own line. But mm-hmm. Nordic Naturals you can get in the grocery store. Well, like Whole Foods or Central Market. Right. Those kinds of places. Um, sprouts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they have pretty high standards for what they put on their shelves in terms of supplements. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I gauge... Yeah. As far as the um, other herb, the herbs that I recommend, I really like a brand called Nature's Way. Yeah. And that, um, they're also pretty, I think they're a good budget point. They're, mm-hmm. you know, easy to find. They're kind of in every health food store in the U.S. Yeah. And they have green and purple bottles. The purple bottles have been clinically tested in that dose in that form. Okay. And that's, I just like say, okay, go get the purple top curcumin or go get the purple top ginger or peppermint or whatever and Mm -hmm. prescribe it. Interesting. Yeah. I love, yeah, I know. I love that too. Because when you really are standing there in the store and you're looking at like 80 million different things. Yeah. And it's one of those. I mean, I'm highly educated in this stuff and I still walk in and I'm just like, Meeny, meeny, miny. Okay. Yeah. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. 
but realistically speaking, you know, I, I hear so many people that say, you know, oh, I started taking this or I started eating this and it just tastes like dirt. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, actually the dirt has a lot of nutrients in it. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about soil depletion mm-hmm. and how, you know, there's a, I think that could probably even be a whole other topic, you know, all of the different factors that have just kind of stripped all of those healthy um, nutrients and minerals out of the soil. And, you know, the whole reason that we want to eat vegetables is getting those nutrients from the soil. So it's, it's an important concept. Um, organic vegetables, you know, is this other kind of big point. And, you know, I definitely try to tell people that, hey, if you can't afford the organic, mm-hmm. totally fine. Better for you to eat a non-organic vegetable than no vegetable at all. Um, You're still going to get the fiber. You're still going to get a lot of the nutrients. Mm-hmm. There. It's just not going to be, you may get a little added chemical. Right. And a little less but right. it's still much better than a candy bar or mm-hmm. french fries. Yeah. And Corn I d- and, and potatoes are, do not count. I mean, they're from the earth, but they don't really count. in some potatoes, if you have, like, the skin of the potato, that's really where the nutrients are. Mm-hmm. So, for the most of it. I mean, but corn, when I ask, like, teenagers if they eat vegetables, can I eat corn? No. That's a starch. It's actually a simple sugar at this point. Mm. We've dialed it down to, mm-hmm. uh, genetically modified it down to. So, no corn. <laughs> a little bit of corn here and there. Right. Corn tortillas or corn chips, but not. You're not getting that same nutrient profile that you would have a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. With really beautiful, different colored corn and right crops. Right. And I just think you know it is. Definitely in Austin, we've got a lot of organic farming and farmers markets, and it's. I, I feel very, very fortunate that we have access to healthy organic veggies and everything. Um, but I also know that, yeah, realistically speaking, am I eating my twelve servings a day of fruits and vegetables? Not every day, maybe every once in a while. So having that, you know, whole foods multivitamin to kind of come in and hopefully fill in the blanks. Um, and that's something I've been doing for a long time. So, so you know, we kind of talked about like maybe the top five big, most common things that you recommend. Mm-hmm. What would be some other guidelines for people to know, you know, what supplements are right for them or how to figure out what supplements yeah. they should take? So I always recommend working with a, a clinician that is, you know, kind of schooled in this information and um, can really individualize it for everyone. I don't mm-hmm. think everyone needs to be on everything. And again, it comes down to a big bag of, you know, or lots of t- big tablets. Some of these are really big. Magnesium can be really big mm. in terms of the actual cap, like tablet. Right. Um, fish oils, they come in big things. And mm-hmm. Sometimes um, other, you know, it, the multivitamin can be big. And so, you know, you create problems when you're just constantly taking in these, you know, lots of supplements. So... I think working with a with a skilled practitioner, be it a physician or a, a nurse practitioner, PA, an alternative health professional, mm-hmm. health coach, nutritionist, a lot of them can advise in these um, uh, supplements. And um, but I really do think everything kind of still boils back down to proper sleep, proper digestion, mm-hmm. proper like healthy habits and healthy moods, healthy relationships, um, loving, having a purpose in life and not just working for the money. Mm-hmm. If that's your purpose, great. But if, if that's what gets you up and motivated every day, great. But mm-hmm. oftentimes that'll wear out, wear off mm-hmm. after a while. Um, so having a, something bigger that you're working towards, maybe it's providing for your family, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever is your purpose, great. That's super important. And then just eating the rainbow, as I say, but not Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Taste the rainbow, but not that rainbow. Exactly. Be, be really healthy, like, diverse plant vegetables. The rainbow that doesn't contain a bunch of artificial colors. <laughs> and sugar. So 
Um, good marketing they've done. So mm-hmm. the fact that I have to correct that and like make it a thing right. means that it's pretty well known. Um, so yeah, that's what it really kind of getting movement every day and mm, yeah. having, you know, potentially a spiritual practice or at least calming the mind in some way, meditation, journaling, uh, yoga, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So all of these things that play a huge role in our lives. It's not just about take these five supplements and you'll be great. You know, that's not life. That's, right. That's healthy and helpful but it's not necessarily going to get you, you know, living till 100. That's, right. And there are studies on these places where there are mostly octogenarians, so 80 and up. They're called blue zones. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, this, I think he's a photojournalist. He went around the world. His name's Dan Butner, and studied these populations. And now he has, he's written a book about it. He speaks about it. And it's, you know, research has been done on these, these, uh, focus, foci, foci, focuses, foci, places of, uh, that have a high concentration of these octogenarians and up. So, um, and centenarians. So, uh, Greece, like Ikara, Greece, an island, and, uh, Jap- uh, one, I can't remember exactly. In Japan, there's a place, Loma wow. Linda, California. Interesting. Uh, well, they're um, Seventh-day Adventists. They have a huge community there. That's, like, where their headquarters are. So they oh, don't wow. drink alcohol. They don't smoke. They are plant-based in their diet, and they have a very strong spiritual and community practice. They're, like, you know, group. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places all over the world. Somewhere, I want to say, in South America, but I'm blanking. So there's, you know, maybe Sicily or somewhere Mm -hmm. in Italy. So rather than, I mean, I would love to go and live in these places, but um, (laughs) we have to extrapolate and bring that information spread it to the world and make everywhere a blue zone because, you know, we want to live. Yeah. And they live well in their 80s and 90s and 100s. They're not just like in nursing homes and, you know, on a... 20 medications mm-hmm. they're like active and doing living life wow passion and gusto and that's really what life is about it's not about you know prolonging the inevitable mm-hmm. just barely making it through right. the day or whatever just, yeah tolerating life so it's interesting that you mentioned Greece because we hear a lot about the Mediterranean diet so would you say that that is maybe evidence towards yeah. the, the healthful aspects of One that of diet? One of my favorite diets on the planet. In terms of evidence, you can't really beat it. I mean, yes, plant-based diets are great. Yes, some there we have not yet seen. I've seen some research on uh, ketogenic diets mm-hmm. and maybe paleo diets, but the Mediterranean diet kind of incorporates all of that into a sustainable way of living and Mm -hmm. it's not just the food that's what you have to keep in mind Mm. like the blue zones it's the community aspects so bringing in they have they had ceremonial like religious days fasting for those days dancing moving they're outdoors farming they're Mm. doing things all day it's not just 20 minutes of physical exercise and the rest is sedentary We've got to switch. We've got to just change our mindset in that way. If you yeah. can walk somewhere, walk or ride your bike. You know, that's beneficial. Even if it's 10 minutes one way, you know, or two ways. Little bouts throughout the day are mm-hmm. really where the bang for the buck comes in. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's so... Not only does that make it so much easier Mm -hmm. rather than being like, oh, I have to set aside an hour every day to exercise. You're saying, hey, no, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, five or six times a day. Um, And now you've got your hour of physical exercise. And that's just so much more, I feel, you know, realistic for people. Yeah. Who doesn't want to, like, I put on music and dance often in Mm -hmm. and or I'll do yoga for 10 minutes. You know, I, I... you know, whatever floats my boat. At that mm-hmm. I also think we also need to get back into nature more and mm-hmm. get away from the cities and 
all the Wi-Fi and the technology and the buzz and the yeah. people. You know, it's not it's not helpful. So, mm-hmm. you know, I realize it's it's necessary at this point. We've created societies mm-hmm. around it, but you know, it's all about balance. Right. So for you know, a weekend day, you go out and to swim in water. That's you know natural. It's right. really helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> um, I can't reveal my favorite spots in Austin. They'll get overcrowded. Well, there's already too many. Of course, Barton Springs is probably my favorite. And I love that there's the little kind of free area on the other side. We can take your dogs, take our dogs with us swimming and just, you know, I, I, I definitely can feel how different I feel those days that I'm like out and I'm hiking and I'm outdoors and you know compared to the days where I'm inside and I'm around a lot of cell phones a lot of computers a lot of bright lights (laughs) um so I think it's just uh you know one of those things that we you know maybe just need to be given the prescription in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, we're going to give you a prescription for maybe these supplements or whatever. Um, And I say this to my health coaching um, clients a lot. Okay, but I'm going to give you a prescription to do like 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. of just something relaxing for you, whatever it is that makes you laugh and have fun and not feel stressed out. That's what you got to do, but you have to make the time for it. And then especially right before bedtime, we kind of touched on this in in a previous episode episode, you know, that a lot of us are going, going, going 100 miles an hour, like right up to the point that we're trying to go to sleep. And we're watching the news and we're scrolling through social media. And um, so it's just kind of interesting how, you know, not only are we feeling more stressed out by all these things, but then it's actually like affecting our quality of sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So that brings up some great points. So also these octogenarians... They, um, from interviews, they go to bed early when the sun goes down. Mm. They wake up early when the sun comes up. That's the natural cycle of how humans have evolved. Mm -hmm. We need nature. We need the sun. We need the moon to tell us when to be up and when to go to bed. And Mm -hmm. there's so many processes, hormonal processes happening in our brain and in our body that reflect that. So... You know, staying up late, burning the midnight oil, great for your productivity. Is it great for your brain and your nervous system and your gut microbiome? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And the way you feel the next day. So I always tell my patients, please just turn off the TV. Don't even turn it on. If you can, you know, just, there are, there's a time and a place. Great. If you really feel like you need to edge and mm-hmm. you know, zone out and watch something funny, great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not right before bed when you're having that bright light, Mm. blue light on you, and it stimulates your brain, and it decreases your melatonin production, Mm -hmm. and then you can't fall asleep all night. And then you wake up the next day, and your cortisol is really high, and you can't focus, and you're all out of sorts. Mm -hmm. It's It's not beneficial. Right. So melatonin supplementation is another, you know, along the lines of this topic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I always recommend starting really low because some people can stay groggy the next day. Okay. I call it the melatonin hangover. (laughs) And some people can have really vivid, like, not pleasant dreams. So you have to watch for that. And I think maybe that's even a good recommendation for for a lot of different supplements is mm-hmm. that you kind of work your way up to the dosage yeah. rather than just, you know, again, in our culture, we've got this like more is better, do the most, do it all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with our bodies, I think that like slowly introducing something new and, right. and slowly weaning off of the things that are bad for us. Exactly. Um is it's just a good approach rather than the like I'll give you an example one thing that I weaned myself off of successfully and have stayed off of for at least seven years now is diet soda I oh wow a diet soda addict in high school college medical school I kicked it I switched to coffee <laughs> residency because I it just that caffeine I was drinking it for caffeine my mm-hmm. colleagues my co 
peers were drinking it, were drinking coffee. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be addicted to coffee. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, I um, switched to coffee in residency. But the reason I did that, more than just the caffeine content, is that my digestion started to suffer from diet soda, Mm. any soda. I could not, it was actually giving me abdominal pain and kind of these weird gurgling noises coming through when I was interacting with patients. And so I just slowly, and it was not easy. I was addicted to the taste. It got my, it staved off hunger. It, you know, Mm -hmm. that's why Mm -hmm. I started drinking it back in high school. Right. you know, I just, and the caffeine, and just the whole ritual, you hear that cracking open of the mm-hmm. can, and it just, you get excited, you know, mm-hmm. that's, um, I just slowly, slowly had to wean myself off, and yeah. I've been diet, diet soda free, I mean, if it's around, I'll have a little bit, maybe here and there, just to, for old time's sake, <laughs> But I don't crave it. I don't mm. care anymore about it. Right. I don't waste my money and my time on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my microbiome is much healthier. Yeah. With all those toxic chemicals. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I think they actually add more caffeine to the diet versions. Mm. Is something that I read once, and mm. it's part of the reason that people get so addicted mm. to the diet sodas or whatever. Yeah. Um, they've just sort of like, oh, well, they're going to need a little bit more push to get addicted to this. We'll just add more caffeine to it. Um, but yeah. And then interestingly, the aspartame artificial sweeteners, um, this was a couple years ago, I think the statistic, but it was like the most complaints on any food chemical or food ingredient to FDA.gov where people can go and file, uh, the negative reactions they have to foods, um, aspartame had the most. Well, only took a couple of years for them to realize that people were getting wise to aspartame. Well, what did they do? Just start using a different artificial sweetener with a name people don't recognize. So now it's acesulfame potassium and sucralose, Mm -hmm. which looks just like sucrose. But I always have to tell people, like, no, the sucralose, you got to look out for it. Um, And, you know, maybe a another great topic, diet sodas. I mean, something that, uh, it just breaks my heart, you know, these things that are marketed to people to try and be healthier, you know, like bless your heart for wanting to try and be healthier and just, you can't trust a lot of these like big name brands and corporations to actually be making something healthier. Like they're probably just making their product and marketing it to you to try and make you think it's healthier. Um, So it's just kind of a a really common thing that I see, though. And I know a lot of people are drinking sodas and diet sodas. And luckily there are some um, pretty good, you know, natural alternatives for those things now, like stevia-sweetened drinks or, you know, just flavor. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And people are obsessed with them. Yeah. Um, Topo Chico. Mm Mm-hmm. Here in Austin, those are yeah. everywhere. But, um, yeah, I, I actually wean myself off of all carbonation, so I can't wow. because of my digestion. So mm-hmm. no beer back, you know, if I ever, I did develop, a, I, I like beer, it's yummy, um, but don't drink beer, don't drink uh, mineral water like that, mm. because I just, it doesn't sit right. But Interesting. Yeah, so change can happen. I never, ever, ever thought I would give up Diet Pepsi was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting any, like, commercial payment <laughs> from these, these things, which so, just so you know. But, uh, or at least I'm not. I, <laughs> I bet you anything all of those Coca-Cola and Pepsi companies would rather see us completely disappear yeah. than... Um... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so change can happen, and it mm-hmm. does take time and effort and persistence and but it is a possibility right well I want to thank you so much for being here today and yeah sharing your time with us and I just really look forward to having you on the program again thank you it's been it's been great great thank you so much 
And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the Wellness Plus podcast. You can find video versions of these podcasts on wellnessplus.tv. And you can learn more about Dr. Ashley Maltz at ashleymaltzmd.com. So I want to thank you for being here, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day, and we'll see you again soon. The Wellness Plus Podcast, copyright 2018, Target Public Media, LLC, all rights reserved.